What's up, guys? It's Matt Jackson, Clay Smith, and our guest, Brian Crowder. Welcome to episode 21. Let's go. Live from 864 Sound in Greenville, South Carolina, it's the Wash Bros Podcast with your hosts, Matt Jackson and Clay Smith. Just from my experience, I used to kind of like, if I start looking at the competition and oh, seeing yeah. everything, it creates stress. Yeah. And it's kind of like. That's what I was telling Matt. It's not a positive energy. Yeah, it's not positive energy. I it's, feel like we, we look at it more than. You know, and then when it gets busy, you don't even really give yeah. a shit anymore. That's why I don't really, that's why I have to like shut down pretty much in January. <laughs> yeah. I have to go to Florida. That's why I'm getting into reading books. Trying <laughs> to get social media. Books with words. I, yeah. I, yeah, I, like, I got some pictures. Words. I got some baby books at home. <laughs> getting ready. Try to get into reading books. I brought one from the studio here and uh, the, the words were too big. So I told Maddie he needed to bring me some books to read. So he did. <laughs> right. It's like if you can't Some count the, the letters on one hand, is too big. I've never me. been a reader. So I'm going to try it out. See, see if that we'll can just get audible do some. Yeah. One and a half times while you're working. Uh, yeah, that, well, that's too boring. You for gotta, me, yeah, so. it's nowadays to, you gotta listen to audio audible like three x speed while you're taking an ice bath at two in the morning. <laughs> I have to put a little baby on while I'm working, man. Yeah. It gets me going. Want to yeah. make some money? Pump you up. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll just say this though, like when it comes to competition, most people out there, and it's not a bad thing. It's just reality. They're not just having like a real CRM. Oh yeah, you're way ahead of most of your competition. They don't even know what a CRM is. Yeah, just um, having just real basic things. Mm -hmm. You're doing things no one else is doing. And then once you start going on top of that, mm -hmm. because like last year, um, we did like a half a million dollars in washing. And I didn't try really anything to grow the business. Mm -hmm. I didn't really do anything. You just had people in place. I just had it in place. We had our systems in place. And I was tied up with the other business. So it was just kind of like, I'm just going to let this thing see what it does because you had all the marketing in place. You had the reviews in place. You have your system. So like when we get a guy on, we're able to train someone pretty quick, mm -hmm. get him out in the field. We have way, we have levers to pull when it gets slow. And so all that just sets you ahead. It takes time to develop it. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that are hard to do when you're out washing. It's true. Uh, it's, it seems like it's a momentum game. And like when, like when I was owner operating, it's like you get slammed, your momentum, you take, take the foot off the pedal as far as marketing and proactive stuff. And then you're just responding. And then it's just, you fall into those big dips of the sales cycle. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you're by yourself, I mean, you stay busy pretty much all year, but it's like you, you were getting with me last year, you swap up 10, $15,000 of work in a week and you're yeah. like, damn, that's, now, now see, I got to find leads that, for the That next was the week. problem I was running to. Yeah. You're at that like $30,000 on your own Yeah, where you're like, man, I'm like six days slammed. But leads were down last year. Like we track, we track our leads. Right. Yeah. We track our sources. Lead, leads were down in all home service business. I don't know if you, you know, if you follow Tommy Mello at all, mm -hmm. big, um, on his podcast, because he, he can get really he can get good sources at Google and stuff and whatnot. And one of his podcasts, he said, Google has told him home yeah. service leads yeah. were down last year. The first time ever that leads not grow year over year on yeah. Google. So it was interesting. It, it was an interesting year. It, there was a grind to it, especially, I don't know about you guys, but washing and with floors, mid-September, it, it fell off a cliff. I would say August for me was like a fifty something thousand dollar month, and then after that it was just August like, was freaking huge. It was, yeah, it was like for August it was weird, right? Like August blew up, and, and then like I had August, to run like one truck. Yeah, no leads just cratered. 
But I think that Google changes so much too. Like, I, I mean, do we think that that could be messing with anything? I um, think Google gets all the incoming leads, right? Yeah. They get the request coming in and however they disperse it out is like what they do. Mm-hmm. So you're saying like the request coming in at, Drop the, at the top level. Yeah. Okay. So the top the, of the funnel. The demand. Yeah, just I see what you're saying. The top of the funnel wasn't as big. And why? why? Well, inflation, you know, if I got a $500 house wash or it cost me 500 bucks to go to Costco. It's true. You don't have that. Um, People traveled last year. Like we, I took my family to Europe. Yeah, yeah, that's know, true. I wasn't the only one traveling. It was crazy. So people are going to spend you know a few thousand bucks traveling. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't get my because COVID's gone. It's safe. Yeah, yeah it's like there's people were there was demand of like I want to go live my life a little bit, and so mm-hmm. people move their money. I think this year is going to. People are worried about the election year. I'm like, I, I don't know. Those guys, how much control do they really have? Not much. And it's like you just got to do your thing. Yeah, you they've been they've it. been saying like the black swan event of the economy for the last five years yeah. ten years so like oh it's ever since trump got in it's like oh the economy is gonna crash i'm like yeah it's too big it's like this humongous ship that one per just turn this thing like this mm-hmm. one person can't turn it it's just like yo yeah it's just little variations yeah. here or there so yeah i just not, try to stay out of that crap i don't even know what's going on with anything that's hardly go. yeah like, just, just do your thing i feel like a lot of people stress a little too much mm-hmm. about it totally and the other thing is a down economy is good for a small business. Why? Because those who have systems, a customer base. Oh, yeah. You make it through it. They're going to mm-hmm. survive. Yep. It's cutting the bottom out. And it cuts the bottom out. So, so, I mean, it's just. It's like you survive a recession. It's like you look at all these small businesses like Microsoft at the time mm-hmm. and Apple. They were all started in like down economies. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm old enough. I'm, I'm like an old guy now. In 2008, the crush, so I was just turning, I was turning 30. I bought my first house. I had my biggest year ever. Mm-hmm. And where I lived in San Diego is almost ground zero for like the housing crisis. All my friends are losing their houses. People are doing this. Um, I didn't really feel slow down maybe to like end of 09 into 10, but even then it didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. But you just got to like stick with it, do your thing. So that was scary. This to me is like, eh, I might slow down a little bit and maybe yeah. don't grow. Maybe, this might not be the year to... Yeah. push and grow and spend a lot of money might just be like consolidation yeah maintain get ready for the future yeah i i, I found that out last fall trying to grow i was like oh i don't have the it's like you can tell when you're in a growth phase because you don't have that stability under you and you're like okay i can just keep crushing it on marketing right now and then still get it but then when it dries up you're just lose footing. Yeah, if the market's down the market's down yeah yeah that's, that's, that's real versus like okay if i was like owner operating this year i just would have destroyed it but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's if, different different if people aren't goal. buying you cannot force them to buy by spending more money marketing. Yeah. Like the market is where the market's at. Mm-hmm. That's why they say when it's when they're buying a lot, that's when you double your marketing budget. That's when you do it because the fish are biting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they're not biting, you can keep throwing them, mailing them postcards, keep mailing them postcards, you can keep doing this. Mm-hmm. They're not going to buy from you. You're just burning money. I saw it December, January. I didn't even spend any money really. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't. I may have spent five hundred bucks, think, maybe. I think I burned five hundred bucks and got like yeah, no, nothing, no, nothing. Out and then of you're it. like, okay, the market's down. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. yeah, unless you have like an all season service, like we just started the dry event stuff. So hopefully next year it'll kick off pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We kind of got heavy into. I never liked cleaning gutters personally. Oh, I hate it. So I never really did it, and we do it like you had to have an add on service. Mm-hmm. But a couple of years ago, I realized, like, hey, if you have employees, you got to keep them busy. So we leaned into gutter cleaning. So we clean a lot of gutters now. And we don't make any money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it keeps us busy. Keeps pays the bills. There. Keeps the guys working. You get some wash jobs from it. But it's mm-hmm. just kind of like as soon as 
March 1st hit, we tell people gutter cleaning requires two services. Yeah. You don't want to be like a, out there for 250 bucks and you're like, I'm got to sell a $600 house wash right now. Yeah. So with a gutter cleaning, did you guys have, do everything from the ground or did you have ladders. employees on ladders? Yeah. Okay. Ladder up and you get those gutter sticks and stuff. Just worried about like liability and stuff about, uh, as far as having guys on ladders and stuff. Just get the right insurance. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing. You got to go legal and all things, you know? <laughs> you can't 1099. Uh, that's the other thing, like, yeah, crossing no, that boundary of, like, yeah. am I going to be this way or am I going to be this way? And once you commit to a certain way, it's just kind of like, all right, that's how we're going to do it. Yep. You know? Yeah, and I'm, I imagine, like, payroll is just a whole nother level, right? You got yeah. quarterly taxes and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's wild, like, for washing, like, we were really – and you, you see payrolls on Friday, and it's, like, Sixteen thousand dollars. You're like, what in the world? It's <laughs> uh, a big bill, right? Yeah, it's a big bill. But yeah. you're like, oh, these guys want to get paid. I guess that's right. So yeah, you know, if I want to continue this, I better go ahead and just let it go. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, but you get used to it. And you you have to have self discipline. Like the business has its money. It's not my little piggy bank. You can't anymore. say I got sixty grand in this account. I'm going to go buy something. And yeah. Like, it's well, like you have to be thirties leaving it. <laughs> It's more the long game versus yeah. like, oh, oh, I want to go buy that. Oh, let me take three grand out. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the. I'm I'll probably end up missing that one of these days, but yeah. But yeah. then you're buying your time back. Yeah, and I think that's the big thing you're going to notice this year. Like as you get more off the truck, get off of it more. But yeah. like I, I was in your shoes like 2021 or 2022, and then once I got that second truck, I was going from like thirty thousand dollars a month to like sixty thousand dollars a mm-hmm. month, and it almost like I couldn't. I was because at that thirty thousand dollars a month, I wasn't advertising. Because it was like, I can't run a lot of money into Google or Facebook because yeah, I'm going to be like two and a half, three weeks out. Over-advertise. You'll go out of business, yeah. waste money. And- yeah. But I don't know. There's something about like burning the ships a little bit where you're like, all right, it's go time. Yeah. You have to be willing to, you know, go for it and just do it and see what happens. Like, yeah. It's not all going to be lined up perfectly. You're it's not like worst case scenario. It's a write-off. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. Like those stupid displays, that dim display ads and Google search ads, the smart campaigns with Google, total waste of money. Mm -hmm. We did over fifteen grand, both of us. Yeah, we we both spent fifteen grand on Google last year, and it was all display ad bullcrap. I'm sure it's still converted in some way though. Yeah, but but, uh, I did that with a postcard campaign (laughs) with coatings last year in October, September. Terrible. So, do you like sending mailers? Or you're like EDDMs, or do you send like stuff like cards to your previous clients? What do you? So over the years, I've done EDDM. We always would mail uh, postcards to our clients. Mm-hmm. Our CRM does that, so mm-hmm. House Call Pro will do that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thank you card, three month reminder. I think we went three, six, nine, maybe three. I changed it. I don't know. We went up to twenty four months. After twenty four months, I didn't hear from you. It's like, psh, yeah, you're probably not my customer anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, done mailers EDDM over the years and that's always kind of like sometimes it hits sometimes it doesn't you gotta be committed to it um but this past year mailers did not do well so i'm a little nervous about yeah and i was you know we were consistent we hit the same routes for like five months in a row and mm-hmm. you shouldn't expect anything the first time but the second time should be a little better the third time should be even better mm-hmm. and it just didn't do anything for me so mm-hmm. do you think the volume of junk mail maybe messes with that at all I don't know. You know, it's it's you know because like me, if I see a bunch of coupons and crap, it goes yeah. Crazy. So you're not you're not the uh, yeah the target, right? Right. So it's like anything. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it was a guy about marketing, and he was talking like, you know, people tend to go wide. Like I'm gonna do mailers, I'm gonna do Facebook, I'm gonna do Google, I'm gonna do Nextdoor, blah 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 blah. His thing is like, find out who your target customer is, mm-hmm. and di- and go deep on that. Mm-hmm. 
everything about them, what they buy, who they buy from, why they buy from them, who their friends are, what their thing is. And then you gear all your marketing to that specific person. Like an avatar. Yeah. And so I think the trap I've fallen in over the years, probably you guys too, is like, everyone's my customer. Because yeah, in the beginning, you need everybody's customer. Yeah. yeah but everyone's right. not your customer, like, right? So certain subdivisions, it's like, you don't even want to. I'll make it a house yeah. in there, but yeah. they're not my customer. I've, I've, I I've, think I've realized that. Like too. you've taken over neighborhoods that I was in back in the day because yeah, like I had to go up like a hundred bucks, ten or mil, like hundred fifty bucks, and I'm like, all right, well, if I'm at five something and you're at three fifty four, you're gonna get those neighbors that I was losing or that I had when I was at three hundred. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, certain, yeah. I think of certain places like in Simpsonville and Malden. Yep. Those are. They're not going to spend $500 on a house wash. But, you know, I don't want to do the $1,000 house washes with copper gutters either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I send my guys out there. (laughs) They don't know patina. I don't know patina. Yeah. Yeah. That became a a big KPI for us was our average ticket. And how can we get our – I want fewer stops. I want to wash – if I can wash fewer houses for a higher ticket, I'll take that every day. That's because you're doing like five stops, six stops some days. Uh, you're you're grinding. I've done. I mean, last year I don't. I mean, with us moving our minimum up, I don't think that we'll be doing that many. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it depends on the volume of leads I get. I was. I I had to dial back on that online when I was running guys because like if I could do five five stops in a day, my guy would do like three. Or he'd yeah. say on four, he's like, hey, I got to come home. Mm-hmm. Or like yeah. he's like, you're pushing me too hard. I can't see an employee doing more than three. Like that's yeah. not. I'm not gonna expect more than that. Kind of depends what they're yeah. doing. If they're doing like. 200 square job. foot houses and they're tight they can yeah, yeah exactly down. but yeah they're never going to have that same level that we will so you you, you can't if you expect it, you're just frustrated yeah so you just got to design it you like don't what's burn, best for them. burn a kid out well yeah. let me ask you something um as far as scaling and growing and all that stuff so we're going to pay our guys uh, uh a minimum you know you got your minimum there and then which is whichever is greater, you know, you, you're going to get your minimum regardless. But if it's greater than, say, 15 percent of the truck, that's what you're going to pay. And you're going to get all your tips. How would you say? I mean, what's the most effective to drive your employees as a wash, you know, mm-hmm. pressure washing business owner? Like, how can you get the most out of your employees, but still take care of them, too, and make sure they don't kill themselves? And they, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to love their job because that shit gets rough out there. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, how do you keep them the coming to work every morning and being on time and being excited about their job. So especially for younger people, probably in their, I mean, most guys working for us are going to be like early twenties, twenties mm-hmm. at the most yep. is um, money. Isn't one of the more, isn't the most important factor for their job. Like money's important, that. but lifestyle. So, I mean, I went through all sorts of stuff. We've done performance-based pay. It just depends how you're going to run your guys, right? right they're yeah, going to yeah. be subs. Are they going to be employees? Um, we finally settled on kind of like a hourly plus bonus. So if we were able to produce at a certain rate per hour, mm-hmm. you can make yourself, you know, an extra buck to an extra six bucks an hour. So it's like, Matt comes to me, he's like, I want to raise. And you're making, you know, 18 bucks an hour right now. I could pull up and I say, Hey Matt, so you are producing at $137 an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clay over here. He's producing at $186 an hour. Mm-hmm. I want to give you a raise, but what can we do to get you at Clay's rate? Yeah. There you because go. if you do that, Clay's making $6 an hour bonus every day. Mm-hmm. So you control your raise. So mm-hmm. you give them a little skin in the game. I never thought about it that you, way. So it's kind of like, you know, you you know, it takes time to track all that stuff. And so yeah. it's like, or it's like, you're only averaging $115 an hour. You are below. I need yeah. to get you to where you're actually making what I'm paying you per hour right now. 
Yeah. And so you just like teaching the business almost trying to figure them out. Like, you know, you control your raise. Like, mm-hmm. This is what a technician in my business gets paid. You get paid 20 bucks an hour. Now you can bonus out up to $25 an hour when we hit these certain metrics. Mm-hmm. And then, so they control the raise. You want to raise? Yeah. You totally control it. The only other thing I worry about is like guys just getting done too early and not renting houses and, you know, um, just spraying bleach and half-ass rinsing them and, you that's, know, stuff like that. So obviously I know that's going to be an issue, but I don't want to push them like, you know, take your time, that but be bit. consistent, you know. Loading them up, they're not going to tell you it's too much. They're just going to like half-ass it. Yeah. And then and then sometimes I look at like the tracker, time tracker on House Call Pro and I'm like, it's like 30 or 40 minutes on a three or four hundred dollar yeah, no way. and I'm like, um, <laughs> uh, I know you're shortcutting. Plus, you're giving the wrong like we're a service based business, so you're giving the wrong impression to a customer who's paying for that service. Yeah. It's like I hired a five star service company. I don't expect this in and out thirty minute crap. Yeah, yeah, if they're not home, like yeah, get it done, but don't hit finish. But don't hit finish. Yeah, exactly. give it like I mean, there's still time. cameras and stuff, man. Yeah. Customer, that's I true. see companies get blasted all the time, that's like true. especially the pest control guys and they're the there for long like guys, and you know, and so. I always, I always just try to take my time and uh, at least take an hour, hour and a half. I can. Yeah. It is funny because I had a, I had an employee that was like running through stuff so fast, and then I had another guy who was a little slower. Yeah. But in the long run, like the guy who was a little slower was doing a better quality the one that you job. Do. Yeah. It's so like, I mean, it's just that's again your company sitting down, and be like, what is a house wash for C three wash? What is a house wash yeah. for Matt the Dry? Well, this is a house wash. On this size, it should take us between this and this amount of time, right? And then telling the guys what to do. And like, you know, um, Pat Clark always says, um, what, he, uh, in, inspect what you expect. So Tasting leaves. Yeah, like <laughs> randomly dropping on guys, see how they're doing, coaching yeah. them up. Yeah. I found that most of the guys were, you know, we had some jokers, and looking back, like, you hear the stories after they're gone, like, wow, but we didn't have too many problems. Mm-hmm. But I think if... The culture's there. Mm-hmm. Like, we're in it together. We're a team. I take care of you guys. Like, yeah. Randomly, like, bring them lunch or we do fun days and, you know, all those good stuff and um, reward them. They'll do the right thing. People, yeah. I think, people do the right thing. Thank you guys were at spare time not long ago, right? Yeah. Took Doing the guys some bowling. There. I was kind of. Yeah. So, I, I mean, just like by. that. And they, they look forward to that. It's like the greatest event of their life. Like, yeah. Doing this stuff. I mean, right. You know, it costs 700 bucks, 800 bucks to do, but the amount of. A goodwill it buys towards your employees, and they see that you genuinely care about them, and you want the best for them. Yeah, you know they want to they want to please you. They want to like live up to the high standard, and and then even like core values. That's something I'm going to be working on is like determine what our core values are, and you hire towards your core values. You want people who work for you who are aligned with those core mm-hmm. values, not misaligned with those core values. And when things come up. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say someone was doing something that was unsafe. Like, I just wanted to get up there and do that real quick. And you're like, hey, I appreciate you doing that. But, you know, one of our core values is safety. Mm-hmm. And do you think doing that lived up to that core value? And so you get them to think in terms of making decisions in the field of, does this match our core value or not? Does this align with our core values? Mm-hmm. So when you're out in the field, you don't know what to do. Just ask yourself, was well, this safe? Teamwork. Well, teamwork means... Um, Am I doing something to help the company or hurt the company? So doing this, am I helping or hurting? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, attitude, am I doing this because I'm, like, just tired? You know, so it's just, like, this can help you give this decision matrix while they're out in the field. Mm-hmm. But it takes effort and time to beat that into their heads. Yeah. And holding them accountable. Heck, yeah. Yeah, it would be, be interesting to follow the season two of the Wash Bros and see your journey into yeah. multiple trucks. 
Yeah. Um, so hopefully we can be consistent with these episodes for sure. Um, and see about, you know, like you said, how, how we done it since I bought my second truck, looking to get a second skid into the second truck, make it as convenient and easy as possible. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be pretty Super cool. Exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's exciting for sure. I'm, uh, kind of nervous. Um, but I know, I mean, it's shouldn't be, you know, I think I'll fall into places. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I'm ner I'm more nervous about, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, I don't want to say having to rely on other people, but I know that we're going to do great. Right. But it's just like having the other people out there, you know, you're just Mike, I want to, I don't want to say micromanaging, but you know, that's your baby, right? Mm -hmm. So you're finally, it's almost like, I'm not old enough to have a kid old enough to date, but it's almost like letting your kid go out on a date for the first time, I guess, is what I'm trying to, trying yeah. to get at. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when it first happened <laughs> to me, I was like, I was kind of rough. I was like, why is it taking so long? What are we doing? I did that too. Da, da. And eventually you realize like, you're not helping them. Exactly. The I remember specifically the first day I sent my guy out in a truck. <laughs> It was like 8.30 at night and he came home and it was like March. So it was pitch black for like two hours. Yeah. And, and then his phone died. Oh, So no. I'm like. He couldn't remember how to get back. Or like the water was really slow at the house. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, man. Yeah. The whole time I was like, did he steal my truck? Or I was like, is he alive? Is he alive? Did he get hurt? Yeah. Did he fall off a ladder? I'm like, yeah. hey, and then he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. I was just like. But like, you know, in the beginning, they like, they don't really know if you send a guy out and then. They have to learn with their like trials and tribulations on the job too. Yeah, I should have been like, dude, if it's dark, just we'll come back tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's like, it's like okay, a lesson learned for me is like, okay, we stop at a certain yeah. time. But like you create systems as you you learn, you're like, oh, okay, well, when this happens, like I would naturally leave, but an employee is not thinking that. They're like, oh, well, the boss is gonna be mad. Mm -hmm. But like the culture really comes in and. So I think a lot of times we start our own business for uh, I'm gonna have more time. Yep. And then you realize I have less time now. Yeah. This yeah. wasn't the goal, right? So yeah. it's figuring out like I can have more time as an owner operator if I'm willing to like have some real strict parameter. I'm not going to have to do every job. It's fine to yeah. say no to a job. and But it's, you know, human nature to be like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Before you know it, you're coming home, answering phone calls and following quotes yeah. up and blah, 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 Hoping blah. Hoping the kids ain't screaming in the background. Yeah. That's my issue right now. I can't get on. I'm yeah. trying to talk on the phone. <laughs> And uh, I, yeah. I was actually having a conversation with somebody earlier about that. Like when you start a business, everybody thinks that, oh, I'm going to get to do on this vacation. I'm going to get to do this. I'm going to get to do I'm that. The boss. You're mm -hmm. married for you're married to it for the first three or four years. I mean, um, it's it's not a, it's not all it's jacked up to be. For no, sure. I mean, not, yeah. at, not at the beginning anyway. Totally. And so that's the nice thing as you kind of like figure systems out and scale. I remember uh, 20, must have been 2019 or something, a couple months after I started to bring it up. I went on because every time I'd go on vacation, it was like the business shut down. Yeah, no money's coming in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was at Disney World and I had two trucks out there, there you go. Mm -hmm. making money. So yeah, you get five star reviews about. when you're on the beach. <laughs> yeah, like I was yeah. on a cruise getting five star reviews, and then yeah. you're like, "This is I'm way ready better. for that." And man. then this year, we went to Switzerland and Spain for two weeks. I had two businesses going. Mm -hmm. I had salespeople, office people, technicians, a production manager. There was a couple fires that happened while I was gone and, you know, texting. But overall, I was in a other side of the world. Different time And these zone. guys were coming up every morning, going to work. And you're like, that's what it's supposed to do, right? Yeah. Like, that's the goal. That's cool. Yeah, so the end game's like just to make it run itself, really. Yeah. So It's not a business till you don't have to really touch it touch it yeah it's a job obviously you got to show up right yeah you got to make sure your people see you showing up every now and then right you got to make some times during like during covid <laughs> like 21 i mean we had a good salesperson and good guys working 
I was just like, I got nothing to do right now. We're, our average ticket was like two grand each because everyone's having to do all this stuff. I was just like, the COVID money. Yeah, I was just, it was nuts. And I was just be like, trying to, I'd like, should I grow my business? But I was just like, this is kind of cool. Like, yeah. I'm just like chilling right now. Heck yeah. So, well, any guy, any of you guys that are listening um, that uh, may be subscribed to any of us, just uh, give us a shout. Me and Matt will be down at or- Orlando. What's the name of the, it's the PWNCA? Something like that. Something like that. I don't re- really remember the name of it, but we will be there down in Orlando. Give us a shout. We may bring a couple shirts with us too, so make sure you ask us about that. I know there's a couple guys on there that uh, on here that are listening um, that have asked about a couple of those as well. Uh, Matt does have a book out. Be sure to go to Amazon. Oh, yeah. And uh, what's the name of the book, Matt? It is No Pressure Pressure Washing. No Pressure so Pressure if Washing. Search, if you search like pressure washing book, it's on the first page. Yeah. Bestseller. yeah. It's a bestseller. Yeah, yeah bestseller. In, uh, uh, in sewing and weaving. Sewing and weaving. Yeah, make sure that you get on there and uh, order Matt's book. Uh, how much is it? What you, how much it's you got it at now? $9. $9. And uh, make sure you leave him a review as well. I'm the $9 guy. Um, you'll get to see my pretty face in there somewhere. I'm not really... I don't remember what chapter or page yeah. it's on, but yeah. make sure you get on there. Make sure that you uh, give us a follow on Facebook. Uh, check us out on YouTube, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. Spotify, yeah. And Hopefully we get that Joe Rogan contract. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Joe Rogan would be nice. <laughs> Let's uh, go. But we'll see you on the next one. See ya.